Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. On the very first episode, I promised that I would try to get Czech colleagues on the podcast as well, and I'm thrilled to fulfill that promise today. So this week, our guest is Czech conductor Tomáš Netopil, the music director of the Prague National Theatre. Since we just did a production of Rusalka together, I thought it appropriate to focus on two texts from that, Rusalka's Song to the Moon and the Prince's Aria towards the end of the first act, Vidino Divna. Since this is our first time covering Czech diction here, and since it's not a topic that many people are familiar with, we tried to cover many of the basics, but also concentrate on the sounds that most foreigners have trouble with, like the palatal D, T, and N, J, Ch, and Ñ, and the accent marks that occur in Czech, as well as our favorite letter, that R with a carrot top over it, R. The first Czech opera that I ever played was Kacha Kabanova, and I'll never forget the first diction coaching I had on it. The coach just said to me, well, just read it. But I'd never learned any Czech in my life, and I didn't know any of the rules. So I started to read it, guessing mostly phonetically. But since many words correspond to similar words in Russian, I'm afraid I spoke it with a really thick Russian accent, and over the course of a few weeks had that soundly beaten out of me. <laughs> While there are some grammatical parallels, Czech doesn't have those soft consonants or that back L that we worked so hard to perfect in Russian. But once you get the hang of it, Czech is an extremely phonetic language, so it's much easier than many people give it credit for. In preparation for this episode, I've worked my way through Timothy Cheek's Singing in Czech, and I have to say, it's an excellent diction book, which comes with a CD of native speakers pronouncing the examples from the book, as well as an extensive list of Czech repertoire and a section with word-for-word -word translations and phonetics. Everything in there is exactly what I've heard from all of the Czech singers, coaches, and conductors that I've worked with over the past five years, so I can highly recommend it as a resource. I'll put links to this book, as well as the libretto for Rusalka, at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our first text today is Rusalka's Song to the Moon, probably the most famous Czech aria of our time. Rusalka was premiered in Prague in 1901. One important thing that you'll notice throughout this episode is that we never call the opera Rusalka or, as the Germans say, Rusalka. In the Czech language, the stressed syllable is always the first syllable, and the intervocalic S's are unvoiced. Rusalka. Měsíčku na nebi hlubokém světlo tvé daleko vidí. Po světě bloudíš širokém, díváš se v příbytky lidí. Měsíčku postůj chvíli, řekni mi, kde je můj milý. Řekni mu stříbrný měsíčku, mé, že jej objímá rámě, aby si alespoň chviličku vzpomenul ve snění na mě. Zasvěť mu do daleka, řekni mu, kdo tu na ní čeká. O měli duše lidská sní, ať se tou vzpomínkou vzbudí. Měsíčku nezasni. That was Tomáš Netopil reading Brusalka's Song to the Moon. I'm not even going to try it <laughs> and ruin everybody's Czech diction. And I thought we'd start straight with the first word, because we get straight away a sound that we don't recognize in English. Right. It's uh, 
M and E with the uh, with the how to how to call What's, it. It's a hatchek in in, hatchek, yeah, in, in yeah. Czech. For us, it's a hatchek means English hook, but it's not I exactly. Mean, yeah, I, I call be. it a carrot top. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> and the pronunciation without without this hook, it's me, as a M and E, but with this uh, sign, it's mnie. So with an N actually before it's the exactly, A sound too. There is there is a M. There is a very soft N, mnie, mm -hmm. and then it's very soft E with a mnie. And this this N, we also get this N. I think when when it's followed by the letter I, is it the same N? Exactly. Well, well, this this N with I after that, it's sound like ni. Really, yeah. very very very. The very thin N with uh, with I. So it's very nasal nee. too, almost. Yeah, nee, 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 nee. Your tongue should be on the up and nee. Just yeah, the, nee. the middle of your tongue, as opposed to the sort of your your the the tip of your tongue. It's really the whole middle of the tongue going. Mm. Right, nee, nee. Yeah, nee. and so it's the same thing with nie. Nie, exactly. Yeah, nie, nie. Yeah, just with with a difference that that eh makes a little bit more nie. Uh, the lips, more, lips a little bit more uh, brighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it almost it gets a little brighter mm, yeah, almost right, towards right. it. Yeah. And and we come right after that to an eye with an accent. What is there a difference between an eye without an accent and an eye well, with an that's, accent? That's that's just a just a question of of longness. There, the, the, this uh, without accent, it should should be mnesičku. Mm -hmm. But with with this accent, it's mnesičku. And the, the I should be really, really long. Yeah. That's and, very important. And you see this all over a lot of different vowels, right? Yeah, yeah. We get this on almost all of them. So, and then everything is short. And then we have another accent in the really long, uh, this accent. In, it's not accent because if we call it accent, it should be hlubokem, but it's not. It's always in Czech language. We have always accent in the first, uh, in the beginning of the of the, the first word. syllable. Yeah, hlubokem. Just make it long. Yeah, hlubokem. It's interesting because when we get to the end, it's sort of the rest of the TV section, and when you listen to singers singing it, they don't really sing the rhythms that he wrote. Exactly, exactly. That that's the problem of Czech language that. It's really in the in that in that period of romantic music, and it's also now we can see it also in Dvořák music. But but very often it's uh, it's coming from uh, Smetana scores. Mm -hmm. That you really um, the the rhythm of music is against the accents in in the in the in the words. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what we what we need somehow to help with the correct language. Yeah, actually, okay. So we have Nesičku. And we also have just M-E. Is that the same thing? It'll always it's, have an N? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, for example, here we have uh, M and E. With the hatchek. With the hatchek. Then we have M, N and E with the hatchek. Yeah. And the, but both are mnie. Mnie. Always. It's just a question of, of writing grammar. Yeah. And the other question is, the the hatchek doesn't make it a longer vowel. It's no, only no, no. that accent mark. Yeah, it, uh, the hatchek makes hatchek makes uh, everything softer. Let's say mm -hmm. we are using hatchek in uh, about, for example, in, in letter C, which uh, without without this hatchek sounds t, like a T S really, phonetically. Really t, 
but with with this uh, hardship sounds ch. So ch. like a T with a sh with a long squiggly S ch. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. We, 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 the easier, another easy one is the Z with the Z with the yeah, hardship. So z, z and without it's z, but with it's j. Mm -hmm. z, 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 that's the difference. Yeah. We have S without and with is sh. So that's different. S, sh, s, sh. Yeah. And the favorite one is R without, <laughs> so without, without the hard check, it's R, R, and with it's R. Which is almost to me like saying a j and a r at the same time. Yeah, j, 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 r, r, yeah. At the same time. And that's, yeah. that's, I mean, it's very difficult for everyone. I mean, also for Czech <laughs> kids. I mean, it's very difficult. That that's really first mature step when they they start to pronounce pro, uh, correctly this <laughs> this letter. R, Good. Yeah. That makes me feel better if I'm not the only yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because I know I have spent many a day walking down the street going rr, rr, rr. And the problem is that from that difficulty is coming a very big focus to this letter. And everyone who is foreigner and who wants to try it really properly ex exaggerate this, you know, rr, or rr, somehow make it really, uh, well, too exaggerated. Too hard. Yeah, too somehow. hard. But it's, it's not, it's really very, can be really soft. Yeah. Then we have, a, for example, difference between I and Ypsilon. Okay, Ypsilon for us is a Y. So y, yeah, I, the yeah. difference between I, I and y. y. Exactly. Which is, which is actually more dramatic, uh, more gram grammatic um, um, difference than, than really pronunciation. Mm -hmm. For example, we have, a, we have a word Millie, mm -hmm. darling. And we have Y in the in the end with an really, accent mark. Yeah, yeah. That that means that we will prolong it as we said before, but with accent in the beginning. Milly. But uh, if we imagine this word with I with long I, mm -hmm. sound will be Milly. The same sound. Yeah. So that's just question of grammar. Okay. Here. Then we have, for example, Y with combination with N. Now. We have word řekni, uh, řekni, mm -hmm. uh, which which is verb uh, tell, tell, řekni, and with 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 i in the end sounds řekni. So we have that that sort of that that uh, palatal that we had. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But in a case when here is y in the end sound. Would be řekni. So it would be a regular n. Yeah, regular n and then e. Ne, ne. Yeah. The difference is ni, ne, ni, ne. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, what about when just a regular i is short then? Like at the first syllable of lidi. Lidi. So that's still sort of a little bit more open than that long, elongated i too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lidi. It's a little bit longer, but, but more empty. It's not really li yi, li yi. And actually, while we're there, that D does basically the same thing as the N does. Then. Exactly. It's very that's, that's, that's the same, same example as with N, with combination with I or Y. When we have li yi with a D and long I in the end, sounds like li yi. 
with a Y here in the end will be Lidi. Yeah. So that's G with a, uh, with I G and D with Y. Yeah. D G D G. So that's a regular D is still is still <laughs> sort of uh, I want to say Italianate and still uh, dentalized. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Do, da, de, do. Mm -hmm. That's always with uh, with uh, with this. Well, since we're there, since we're talking about we have T's, and these T's happen a lot also with an apostrophe. Yeah, that's that's a T with uh, with uh, this hook. The hot check, yeah, yeah. hot check, yeah. right? Hot check, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that sounds uh, by by itself t ch ch. And that again is is also at the top of the ch. mouth, like you yeah, said, with the yeah, big, the big exactly. sort of flat part yeah. of the tongue. Ch. And we get that sort of at the ends. Do we hear that at the ends of words then? This ach, yeah, yeah, zasvěť mu do daleka. Yeah, ach se tou vzpomínkou vzbudí. Yeah, we also get the end at the ends of some of them. There's nany, nany, yeah, nany, nany. So we really have to get that sound in there. Kdo tu nany čeká? Who is waiting for him here? Kdo tu nany čeká? Yeah. Okay, now that you said gdo, gdo, which looks to us like kdo, kdo because it's yeah. kdo. Exactly, it sounds like g. Exactly, yeah. this is one of the fine points of Czech. Sometimes the letters sort of work backwards and not only unvoiced but also voice the consonant that comes uh -huh. before. So we have we have it before too. We have where, gde, and we have who, gdo. Right, it's with k, but we pronounce g, kde, kdo. No. <laughs> And the other one, last thing that I was thinking was, we have the we have only one real diphthong that comes naturally in the Czech language. I think most of the other ones sort of come from foreign derived words, uh -huh. and that's o u. O u, right, right, and that we pronounce like o, o, and with combination with this word, for example, by memory, we we can pronounce, we can translate it, spominko. Yeah, so you really get both of those sounds right, in there. Right, exactly, exactly. And again, now this is the reverse of what we had before. These unvoiced because the P is unvoiced. Spoming, yeah. So we have instead of VZ, we have FS sounding. Spominko, right, exactly. We are, well, the rhythm is V and, and Z, but we pronounce spominko. We started off by talking about the combination M and then E with the hachek or the little carrot top over it. And I wanted to repeat this because it's something that we foreigners forget very easily. Phonetically, M and E with a hot check is always spelled M, N with a tail on the left-hand side, and open E, no matter where it appears. The N sound is often easy to forget in this combination, so keep your eyes open for it. Our other favorite sound in Czech is that R with the hot check over it. While the symbol that I found in the Wikipedia article is different, the phonetic symbol used in Timothy Cheek's book Singing in Czech for this sound is a capital R with a hachek over it, so a little carrot top. As we said, a lot of people have difficulty with this sound. When I first started learning Czech, I spent a lot of time rolling my R and trying to say Z at the same time, which is the only way I know how to make it. So Z. The real trick is when it comes after a cluster of consonants. So in this case, we have Stříbrný. The best way to do this is to work backwards. So practice getting that r really comfortable, then add the t in front of it, tr, tr. And after you have that comfortably, add in the s, str. Another danger is when r with a hachek is intervocalic. We Americans would call the composer of this opera Dvorak, 
but his real name is actually Dvorak. Dvorak. When you're practicing this, be sure to sing a pure vowel before the R, and then try to get the R out as fast as you can before the next vowel. If you listen to the episodes on Hungarian diction, you'll recognize two seldom-used phonetic sounds. The phonetic letter J, which looks like an upside-down F, or as I've also realized, like a J with a slash through it, which is probably more correct to think about it. This occurs when D is followed by I, and it's a palatal sound just as our soft N, N, was. The same is true of the T followed by I, K, whose phonetic letter is a C. Interestingly, Timothy Cheek chooses to write this phonetically as D with an apostrophe or T with an apostrophe, not to be confused with the Russian language, which is D with a comma or T with a comma. No matter how you write it phonetically to remind yourself, it's just important to keep the entire middle of the tongue on the roof of the mouth and keep the tip of the tongue on the bottom teeth. That way you get the correct sound. Our second text is Vidino Divna, the Prince's Aria from the end of the first act. One of the interesting things about this opera that many people don't realize is that the characters don't really have names. What we think of as names are really just the descriptions of what people are. So the word Rusalka means water nymph. This is true of all the characters like the prince, the foreign princess, the waterman, and Ježibaba, the witch. Vidino divná přesladká, jsi-li ty člověk nebo pohádka. Přišla si chránit vzácné zvěři, kterou jsem zahlét v lesa šeři. Přišla-li zprosit za ní sestřičko bílých laní, anebo sama, jak vstříc mi jdeš, kořistí lovcovou býti chceš. Svírá ti ústa tajemství, či navždy jazyk tvůj stih? Němali ústa tvá, Bůh to ví, vylíbám odpověď z nich. Odpověď záhadám, jež mne sem lákali, jež mne sem volali, přestrní, přeskáli, abych tu konečně v blažený dnešní den dítě tvým pohledem náhle byl okouzlen. Co v srdci tvém je ukryto, máš-li mne ráda, zjev mi to. That was Tomáš Netopil reading the prince, one of the prince's arias in Rusalka. And this time I thought we would talk a little bit about the letter H because it's different than it is in English. I mean, for us, H is a completely unvoiced sound. Yeah. But the Czech H is actually has a pitch to it. Yeah, exactly. We have really sounded H. Uh, for example, French language, they, they don't have any. You know, At all, exactly. exactly. So we, we really have, and for example, I can use the word hluboko, uh, which is a word for deep. Yeah. Hluboko, and then we start with the H, and it's really very sounded. Yeah. We have this H followed by an L here too. Uh, here. Zahleď, vlesa, zahleď. There is an H in the middle of this word, and that's also very sounded. Yeah. And so that's always, that's always this, this, uh, this uh, letter is always very important. Then we have this letter with combination with C, mm -hmm. which is going C and H. 
and we can we can pronounce it different between these two are the H is H and the C and H is H H so it's somewhere sort of between us the sh that the German have it's not as quite as far back as the ach laut yeah. but it's not also not quite as front as the ich yeah it's ich. somewhere between yeah, the right, two right 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 exactly it's also a little bit deeper chranit chranit we we have this or chesh yeah we start with the c and h and then is again c which is actually well we know that 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 the first two are combination of one so that's sounds like and then we have C and that's sesh. yeah so what happens right. when we have an H at the end of a word like here we have the word for God uh, this yeah B it looks to us like B U H well yeah so as a foreigner you can you can you can uh, you can read it as a boo but mm -hmm. it's not not right uh-huh it sounds boo we do actually C and H but it's written only H. Yeah. Ooh. So in the end of words, it's 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 always softer. Yeah. Not really boo, but boo. Exactly. For God. Um, I had actually seen an H in the middle of a word in the middle of two vowels somewhere, if I remember correctly. Pohatka. That's also very important. Pohatka as a fairy tale. Pohatka. Mm-hmm. And there again, the D. Hear the D, then, D, D, D voicing. Poha. Yeah, exactly. We we have D, but we are not pronouncing pohatka, but we make it a little bit softer. Pohatka. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming actually T. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to go back to buh because above the U we have what did you call that? The little circle. Yeah, it's a little kan, circle. Kan, we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's actually the same what what we have in the in the another this this small small accent above the the letters. So that's actually a sign for prolonging the letter. So and it doesn't change the u sound. No, 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 no. It's u. It's long u, and in that combination with with a b and h in the end, it's buh. And we have this actually in the line above it too. Tvui. Yeah, it's the same sounds. Tvui. Okay, so now we have the J. So the J is basically a J glide sound, right? <coughs> it's it's basically yeah. sort of a Y. Yeah, yeah. That's J. For example, Yazik. J A Z Y and K together, Yazik. Mm-hmm. And uh and in the between between two vowels we yeah, have a Q. In the secret it's in Czech Tiemstvi. T A J E M S T V I. Yeah, so we can really hear that. Now here comes my question, <laughs> because you'll often see this. I think it's it's in the verb to be that this J happens before S's at the beginnings of words yeah. a lot, right? You see. And so we do actually say almost E E. You see. Well, I'm, in in casual language, I I say see. Mm -hmm. You see, you see, it's too uh, not noble, but but it's it's sort of more polite. Polite, yeah. You see. But in in a normal language, we 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 say just say silly silly člověk silly člověk But when they're singing, should we sing those sounds? Since it's well, a... uh, yeah, we should we should sing it because it's it's that's it's it's important. It somehow brings the sound as well to the mm -hmm. to the beginning. And then just start start with silly silly. That that brings a little bit more more yeah. sound. Yeah, it gets it sort of started. Right. We have in Czech. Couple of letters that can be used as vowels. 
but they're consonants. Uh -huh. Like the word for heart in Czech. Srdci. <laughs> yeah, S R D C I. Yeah. S yeah. S R D C I. So the R is really yeah. the vowel in this in the word. Srdce. We we have written srdce, mm -hmm. but I say srdce. So we connect that D in the srdce. Yeah, I actually I I I, I pronounce only S R and then C srdce without yeah. D srdce. Yeah. If I pronounce D, I made no D srdce but T srdce. Mm -hmm. There's one. We have one other word with just an R in it. Trni. <laughs> right. Trni, it's all... Well, then, then we have to pronounce everything. Yeah. Trni. Everything correctly. So if people have a long a long note with an R as a vowel, should they sing the whole time? Trni. Or, or hastramanic? Hastramanic. Should be always a little bit empty, just at the beginning and then... For example, prchneme. When we have prchneme. We are not singing prchneme, but prchneme. We just make, you know, break. Prchneme. Yeah. Trying to think of a good one. Oh, like when it's slow with the hastermanek tater Would you say? Somehow to make it, yeah, not not really. That makes. It feels a little awkward. Yeah, and also for foreigners, it's you. You know, that's somehow you can you can come uh, with the right yeah uh, find the right way to, to balance exactly, that out yeah we get a lot of devoiced consonants at the ends of words here because we have I'm trying to think here yes with the J-E-Z instead of it or J-E-Z with the hachek with yeah. the with the hook so instead of being yes we pronounce yes so we get come rid of uh, uh, with a, from Z with a, with a hachek come sure yes yes mnesem lakali yeah and here mm -hmm. again with the mne, we mne. Had, before we had right. mne. We had a mne with m and e. With the krachek. Right. And then we had a mne with m, n plus e with the, mm -hmm. the hachek. And then we have m, n, e without. So, yeah. and the sound is different. The first one is mne. Mm -hmm. The second one is mne. But the third one without, it's mne. It means uh, means the same same thing. So there's no grammatical me, difference. To me, yeah, to me. Mne, mne, mne. The E vowel itself, the letter E, is always an open sound, right? E, vlesa, šesi, dež. So it doesn't that nebo. doesn't that doesn't change when it's longer or shorter. That uh, if it's nebo. long. Nebo, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we had in the other piece. Zahlet. So that doesn't change at all, it's just that no, open sound. No, exactly. We didn't really talk about it enough today, so I wanted to make sure to say it. The only vowels that change their phonetic sound because of an accent are the letters I and Y. I or Y with an accent mark will be a phonetic lowercase i, so E. While I or Y without an accent is a more open sound. We write this phonetically as an uppercase I. But it's not necessarily that true open I sound that we're used to in English. As you can hear in the opening lines of this tenor aria, Vidino divna přesladka. Sometimes even the unaccented I, when it's after D, T, or N, as we had talked about, will be more closed because of the softer consonant that precedes it. 
We talked a little about the combination of CH. You could hear as Tomasz said it, that it wasn't really quite in the same place as either the German Ichlaut or the Achlaut, but it is transcribed as the phonetic letter X. It's the unvoiced partner to the H. That voiced H brings us another new phonetic letter, an H with a curved top to it. In English and in German, H is just a puff of air, but in the Czech language, it's actually a voiced consonant with a pitch, so make sure that you keep that pitch going through the air when you make that sound. Tomasz Netopil studied violin and conducting in the Czech Republic and at the Royal College of Music in Stockholm, Sweden. In 2002, he won the first Sergeorg Scholti conducting competition at the Alta Oper in Frankfurt, and since then he's conducted all over the world, including the orchestras of Bologna, Parma, Milan, Cleveland, Tokyo, and the London Philharmonic, and the opera companies of Trieste, Venice, Torino, as well as Deutsche Oper Berlin, the Bayerische Staatsoper in Munich, and the Semperoper in Dresden. He's currently the music director of the National Theatre in Prague. Is there anything that Auslanders do, Auslanders, foreigners, do wrong in Czech consistently? I mean, uh, what, I, what I experience now in this, in this production, that they should really pay more attention with all these uh, signs for, for long or short letters. Mm -hmm. That's very important. And sometimes they really make, uh, make uh, too short everything. Mm -hmm. And you really, I've, I've, I try to keep attention with all everyone here to really prolong it even more. Sometimes it's 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 maybe too much for foreigner, but but for us it's very important. Yeah. To have really, vidino divna přesladka, not vidino divna přesladka. It's yeah. too little. Yeah. Vidino divna přesladka. And how much license do we have then to change? The rhythms. I mean, I know. I remember. Uh, the, I have the, the. I think that you have. You have quite. Uh, if, uh, you have my permission for that. <laughs> if it's no, no, I'm kidding. Just, but but it's you know sometimes it's much better to to really follow follow um, the text correctly. Yeah. And then somehow change the rhythm for. Yeah, because I know I know at the that. beginning of the second act we did a lot of work with getting the exactly getting the the different people to. I'm trying to think of the text. Da, 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 da. Kratochvila. Uh -huh, kratochvila. So there we have the chance to really. Yeah, when, we, when you have, for example, the, the 16, 16 notes, ta 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 and for example, kratochvila, you are not singing kratochvila, kratochvila, but you somehow sneak, you know, around kratochvila, 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 and Rhythmically, it's yatatita, tatatita, but it's better than do kratochvile, kratochvile. That makes no, no much, much sense. Yeah. You know, that's that's example, which is actually very important. Follow more text than written. Yeah, because we, I mean, again, we have like the sort of recitative end of her aria, <laughs> where you hear people lengthening as litskasni a lot, and that should, we should do that, right? Exactly. Exactly. I can't stress enough how important these accents are in lengthening the vowels. The best way to practice that is to really speak the text very consciously to get those sounds in your ears and completely exaggerate it right from the beginning. It's allowable to change the printed rhythm slightly to reflect the actual rhythm of the language, especially when you get into more dialogue-y composers like Janáček. And remember that Tomáš said that the first syllable is always the stressed syllable in Czech. 
So while the accent marks extend the sound of the vowel, it doesn't change the stress of the word like it does in many other languages that we study. There are so many more details to cover in Czech, but that's all we have time for today. I'll try to get another episode of Czech Diction on soon. If you'd like to know more about Tomáš Netopil, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that others can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.